Hey everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. Today's special guest is Tina Torres, who is a client retention expert. She's been recognized as a top performing sales associate, awarded number one in her region, and a top income producer, using her proven system for building strong customer relationships. Tina is the best-selling author of The Gratitude Journal. She is the founder of the Connection to Client Blueprint, a proven follow-up method to enhance relationships with clients and potential customers. Her mission is to show the world how implementing gratitude into your daily life can change your business. Tina is a morning TV show host, best-selling author, and global speaker. She lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, where she is living an attitude of gratitude and showing the world how to build relationships that matter. Hope you enjoy today's episode. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck, available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. Tina, I am so excited to have you on My Sentiments Exactly today to share about your story as a domestic violence survivor, and hopefully this will help any listeners who have had similar experiences. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you being, uh, for you having me on. Um, it's such an honor. Um, it's such a privilege to finally be able to share my story. Um, yeah. There's been so many years that I kept it to myself with what I do. I'm Tina Torres and I am a business and marketing coach. Um, I'm a speaker. I'm a number one best-selling author of the Gratitude Journal. Um, I also have, um, was in a a very domestic um, abuse, abusive situation for 20 years. Wow. Uh, I was 21 when I met him. He was charming and good looking and I was a single mom. And um, he definitely wooed me, but two weeks into the relationship, he backhanded me. Mm. And um, I stayed. And people tell me to this day, they don't, you know, they, you know, Tina, I can't believe you stayed for so long because you're such a strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. And um, so I really can't tell you why I stayed. You know, everybody's like, oh, I can, you know, I stayed for the kids. I stayed for this, but I had a good job. I had a daycare business in my home. I was making great money. I don't know if it was because he showed me attention okay. um, because he loved me. Um, you know, whatever it was, you know, I can't tell you what it was, but I stayed for 20 years. He was in the military and, um, we, I mean, we weren't even married yet when he first, you know, 
first hit me. Mm -hmm. Um, and we ended up having a, a child and, um, I mean, some of the stories that I could tell, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I repeat it to myself when I, when I feel lonely or, you know, when I feel depressed or, you know, what is he doing now type of thing. I kind of remind myself, you remember that yeah. time where he, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, Tina, what are you thinking? But here, you know, 20 years later, um, the day I decided to actually leave, um, we, I, was in, I, I felt like I was in a trifecta because not only was it a, you know, a domestic violence situation, he was always also an alcoholic mm. and he was um, an infidelity. He, he committed infidelity uh, with over 30 women. So that um, all three of those combined was like a trifecta. Yeah. Um, it hurt my self-esteem. It hurt my, um, everything about being a woman, it hurt. Mm. And I used to tell people I'd rather him hit me than him cheat on me. Wow. And some people never got that. Some people did. Mm -hmm. um, and then some people would judge me. Um, I lost many of friends because I stayed in the relationship. Um, you know, I, I left him. We actually divorced for 18 months and we got remarried. Um, we found God together. Okay. He, um, he got better. For six months and then six months you know he started drinking again and then the abuse would start again um his wasn't an everyday beat my butt type of thing mm -hmm. um his was like a six month cycle okay uh, every six months or so he would go out and drink and stay out for three or four days and cheat and do whatever and of course he would come home and we would all act like everything was fine yeah and, um you know, walking on eggshells, <laughs> you know, everything, you know, daddy, daddy, daddy. And I would be like, hold on, you know, you know, daddy doesn't want you to, you know, jump all over him when he gets yeah. home. And, you know, I used to tell myself, why would I always defend him? I would always defend him. And, um, and I loved him and I still love him. Um, <laughs> he's a great person. Um, he just had a lot of demons. He grew up very, very poorly. Um, you know, a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol, a lot of domestic violence on his, in, on his growing up part of it. So I, I wanted him to see a different part, see what a true family was. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can't do that. You can't change somebody. They have to want to change. But after 20 years, I finally, I finally left. Um, it took him five years to sign divorce papers. Wow. Okay. And so I, and it was hard. It was very hard. Um, I kept going back to him and, um, I, I think I just think thought that I couldn't do it on my own after being, you know, with, with him for 20 years, yeah. we had a business together. We used to speak on stage. Oh, okay. Um, you know, he was very well known in the military. Um, you know, we did a lot of stuff together. We ran a business together. We went to church together. Mm -hmm. You know, we found God together and we lived that life behind closed doors that um, nobody knew about. People would say, oh my God, you guys are like the perfect power couple, but they didn't know all the, going on behind the scene. Yeah. Well, can I ask you this? Um, were there any potential warning signs that you saw? <laughs> um, Within the first two weeks, 
I mean, knowing that I, I met him at a club, so okay. maybe that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so maybe that was a warning sign. Um, the next day after I met him, he called me um, and asked if I could take him to um, the next city because he was in an accident last night. And I was like, oh, sure, you know? And he was yeah. like, you know, I'd love to take you out to dinner afterwards. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I went and picked him up and drove him to that city where he had crashed his car. Um, he told me that somebody crashed into him. Um, I think a couple of years later, I found out that he crashed his car while, while being was drunk and crashed into a parked car. And he um, went to his girlfriend's house that night where his car was that I took him <laughs> to the next day. Yeah. It was just, it was filled with a lot of lies from the beginning. Um, Got you. Okay. And he literally moved in like that week. Um, you know, it was, I, I impressed him, you know, cause I had my own daycare business and I had my own house, mm -hmm. and, you know, I had my own stuff going on and he was young and I was young and he wasn't used to that. And so I impressed him, I guess, um, for what he used to say. Um, and he moved in immediately, but two weeks later, you know, he, I don't, and I, you know, for the life of me, I used to always try to remember what was the reason because, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want a reason. And I'm like, I don't care what the reason is. <laughs> yeah. But he backhanded me for the first time. Wow. And, um, and I still stayed. I mean, I was in two, within two weeks, I, I still stayed. Yeah. I still, so of course I yelled at him or, you know, kicked him out of the house or whatever, but he had this charm to him, this manipulation to mm -hmm. him. Um, and, and, you know, of course my friends would come over, you know, over the la over 20 years and, they will be like, oh my God, your husband is so nice. And I'm like, like no. <laughs> he's a charmer for sure. You know, Got he can you. Yeah. his way out and into anything. Yeah. So how was it, because you all had a child together, how yeah. was it with your child seeing that going on? Um, well, we have three boys. So I was a single mom uh -huh. and my four-year-old boy, um, he was, you know, he was four years old when we met, um, and we have three boys to get, you know, and we, of course he raised him. So okay. all of them called them, you know, call him dad uh -huh. and they're 19, 21 and 26 now. But, okay. um, my oldest one, uh, seen a lot that he shouldn't have seen uh -huh. um, a lot of abuse. Um, yeah. we have talks till this day, um, and, you know, something will come up and he'll be like, mom, I remember the time where dad did this, this. And I'm like, oh my God, you remember, I don't need, I forgot about that, you know? And, and then I kind of think, you know, how can you forget about stuff like this, Tina? You know, this is like huge things, but because yeah. it happens so much and because it happens so many times, my, uh, I have learned that my brain has, and my body has tried to protect itself from me not remembering so many things. And, um, and my son's seen so many things. Um, and they're, you know, of course they're all boys. Um, and not one of them is, um, in that situation. So I thank God okay. that they didn't fall into that, that line of, 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 um, that domestic violence. Cause you know, you see it, you do it. Um, yeah. my, my ex-husband of course seen it and he did it. Um, he, okay. 
alcoholics that he was, you know, his father was an alcoholic. His grandfather was an alcoholic. Okay. Uh, his whole family were drug addicts or alcoholics. And so that's all he knew. He was the only one who got himself out and went into the military. And I think the military is what saved his life. Wow. That and me. Um, but he was arrested 17 times for domestic violence. Mm. Three times he tried to kill me. Um, has given me more concussions than I can possibly imagine. Um, wow. More things has, he has done to me that... You know, of course, I won't bore you with the details, but, um, no. and I am writing a book. Um, I, I okay. am. I haven't published it. I haven't announced it. I haven't done anything to, with it yet um, because it's going to be a big legal battle when I do. But um, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, it's it, it's going to have the stories in there. Okay. Um, but now me doing what I'm doing um, and me losing everything that I had, I lost um, 18 months ago. So, you know, 18 months ago, for those of you guys who don't know my, my story story, um, I got a divorce. My divorce was finally finalized. Um, and for those of you who are in that kind of situation or who have been in that situation or, you know, finally got those divorce papers, it's a freedom that you will never forget, but it's also the most hurtful thing that you could ever go through. Um, so I got those divorce papers. I became an empty nester when my youngest son decided to join the United States Army. Um, I lost a six-figure corporate job, and I moved from Atlanta to North Carolina, where I knew no one to get away from him. Wow. Um, to just kind of stop, because he would stop, you know, stop by my job or stop by my house. Hey, how are you doing? I just want to make sure you're okay. You know, just always making sure he has arm's length mm -hmm. to me. And, um, and so I lost everything. So I fell into a very, very bad depression where I wanted to take my life. Um, and it was for about 90 days and I forced myself to get up and to get out and to pick up my journal and to pick up my Bible and to start writing everything that I was grateful for, everything that I could possibly think of that I was grateful for. And, um, about 90 days later, I was finally able to get myself out of that dark pit and stop wanting to end the pain. I would beg God, please just, just take me away and end this pain. I'm done here. There's nothing else on this earth that I could do. And, um, eight months ago, my co-host Angel Tessie said that, you know, I have a book inside me and I need to write it. And I was like, well, I, you know, I was thinking about writing this gratitude journal because, you know, it's what helped me get out of the dark pit that I was in. And she's like, you need to do it. And so it took me 45 days to write it. Wow. And March 17th, it went number one bestseller on Amazon. That's amazing. <laughs> and um, yeah. now it is a 365 day journal where you can write every morning and every evening what you're grateful for. And there's a scripture to start your day and a quote to end your day. And I just hope that that book is able to help other people stay out of that deep, dark pit that they can fall into, no matter what situation you're in, no yeah. matter if it's a domestic violence situation or you found your husband cheating 
or you know, you're an empty nester, or just going through the women, things that we all go through, thinking that we're not good enough. Um, I believe that social media, even though I love social media, but it, it's, it's, a hurt, it's a hurtful thing to mm -hmm. see so many perfect, you know, quotes, um, people on social media because you think that their life is perfect, right? Yeah. And you don't know the behind the scenes. So you're like, oh, I, you know, they have such a perfect life. They're going here and their husband is buying them flowers and all oh, that's so cute. And, and then you start to feel bad about yourself. You know, you start to get into that deep depression. So just, you know, and I always tell people, just remember that, you know, those people's lives are not perfect because one, one time at one time, those people were me and yeah. um, they thought that we were the perfect couple. They thought we had everything, you know, oh my God, you guys are so good looking together and you guys have such a good business together. And, you know, uh, you know, I just love you guys and you guys are like the perfect power couple and oh my God, oh my God. Mm -hmm. And they didn't know the real thing. Um, people still don't know the wow. real, the real thing. Wow. So no one ever like approached you about it. No one could ever tell something was going on. Um, a few friends did. Okay. Um, but I was very good at hiding things. Got you. Okay. Um, he was very good at hiding things. You know, he would choke me into a matter where you couldn't see it but I was bruised inside, you know, um, I got black eyes and, oh, my son hit me with the ball again. And you know how Nicholas is and, you know, just things like that. And, um, I, I started to stick up for him. I started yeah. to, because I felt the shame, you know, yeah. uh, I don't want to get a divorce. I don't want to be a single mom with three kids. I don't want to be that person who left her husband um, I don't want him to have anybody else. Gotcha. You know, I want somebody else to be able to marry him or get the good side of him. Um, gotcha. And and you know it's it, it's like a, just a psychological thing that people go through, um, mm -hmm. and that I went through. Um, just the things you know you don't want to see him with somebody else, but you'd rather take it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so now people are like Tina say, I'm sorry that he's with somebody else because now she's getting it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you know, and so it, I, I still go through it myself. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I struggle every day to, you know, bring a smile to my face sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some days that I'm, I'm, I don't even think about it. And then there's some days that I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I went through all that. Um, so it was definitely a, a 20 years worth of, mm -hmm. and I don't want to say hell because we had some good times. Gotcha. Um, you know, I, I've watched Lifetime movies where, you know, people are getting beat on a daily basis. You know, that wasn't us, um, but it was every six months, you know, it was a complete gotcha. cycle. And if you guys have ever went to a domestic violence type of class, it was that typical thing. Every six months, it was a cycle. I'm sorry. Let's make everything good. Everything's good. The sex is good. He brings you flowers and everything's good. Everything's good. And then things start hitting and you start getting annoyed and then you start getting annoyed more. And then he starts yelling and then a big fight happens and then a bigger fight happens and then done. Gotcha. And that was the cycle. That was the cycle. Every situation is different. Um, 
you know, the domestic violence, yes, there is, but there's also that, that mental abuse and that emotional abuse that has gone along with it. And sometimes that's even worse. You yeah. Know, the physical stuff you can get through as long as he doesn't do, you know, permanent damage, but that kind of stuff you can get through. Your black eye is going to get, is going to fix itself, but the emotional and mental is where it all sticks with you for a long time, mm-hmm. for a very long time. But the misconception is probably the biggest thing is that it, it's done every single day and that he beats the crap out of you. And, and I mean, like I say, that happens. Yes. Yeah. Um, but majority of the people, it's not what's going on. Okay. A majority of the people um, is probably like my, my story that, mm-hmm. you know, it happens and he's this big charmer you know? Yeah. And he, you know, he loves you. And like I said, I still love him. I still love him with all of my heart. He was, I was with him for 20 years. We had three kids together. That's a long time. You know, we had a business together. We did so many things together. So we had so many good memories, but we had so many bad memories. Um, and I'm glad that he is doing better now. Um, <laughs> I don't know the complete story of what he does or who he's with or whatever, but um, from what I hear, he's sober now. Okay. Um, right. a, a very huge regret on what he did to our marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't say that, you know, it was my fault or whatever. He says it was all his fault. Um, gotcha. you know, he still, you know, when I talk to him every now and then, uh, he still apologizes, but I don't know if he realizes the, multitude of things that has happened in my life got you you know the things that I had to deal with when he was gone mm-hmm. um, I was a mom and dad for all three of my kids for 20 years because I could never go off with my girlfriends and have a good time you know I always had to be the parent I always had to be the adult yeah. because I couldn't trust him to be alone with my kids got you um, because he would leave okay you know, he would leave them or he would start drinking or, you know, whatever. So I, I, you know, just understand that every situation is different. Mm -hmm. That every situation is, you know, whether she stayed or she has left, every situation is different. Um, And I don't judge anybody for staying because I stayed for 20 years. Yeah. You know, I stayed for 20, 20 years and I am a very independent, um, mm-hmm. dominant, you know, alpha female type of person. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is actually my very first time that I'm actually talking about it to somebody other than my friends. Wow. It is. Wow. Well, thank <laughs> you. I, I really appreciate you being willing to share this. Yeah. Um, is, you know, as long as I can help somebody out there who's going through this, um, I just want people to understand or women to understand that you can do this alone. You can do this without him. You can do this as a single mom. Mm -hmm. Um, my business is, um, my coaching business is to help entrepreneur women understand that they can build a business and they can build a six figure business in no time if they just go and, and take the risk. Yeah. And take the jump. Yeah. And I I wouldn't want this episode to 
to end without, I, there was a, a misconception that I came across online that women who are independent or very driven, like the, the cases are higher. Have you heard of that before? I have. Okay, because I was like, really? Because an alpha and an alpha, they tend to, you know, the alpha female doesn't back down. Got you. Okay. I, I fought back from day one and I talked back to him and I wasn't going to let him okay. kill me and yell at me and call me names and, you know, demean me like he did. He did. I let him do it, but I wouldn't allow it. Okay. You know I mean? And, okay. um, and I am an alpha female and he was definitely an alpha male. Um, okay. and that is, well, that is the case. Um, and I think it's because they talk back, they, they fight back. Um, and they might give them a little, that part of them where, you know, they understand because, you know, pe guys who, who do that are targeting women who have some kind of insecurity. Mm -hmm. you know, my insecurity was probably a rejection insecurity or wanting okay. to be okay. um, accepted by somebody, wanted to be loved mm -hmm. by somebody, which is why he, you know, stuck with me for so long because I allowed it. I needed that piece, okay. but I was also an alpha female. Got you. And, um, so I, I, I do can, you know, totally agree with that statement. Okay. I, I saw that and I, I wanted to ask because there are so many misconceptions and things going around, which you just confirmed. That's, that's not really a misconception. It's actually true in, in a lot of cases, but yeah. I do want to add. I definitely so. heard of it. Um, that was me, you know, that was me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you for, for clearing that up. Um, now, I want you to share some, I guess, not necessarily advice, but maybe what you would say first to the abuser. Oh, to the abuser who's listening? Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a question. <laughs> um. I would probably say to get some help. Um, this doesn't have to continue like this. You yeah. can stop. There are counselors out there and people to help you. Um, a lot of this has to do around alcohol or drugs, but sometimes it does not. Sometimes it's just anger, you know, a deep rooted anger. And it's not towards the person that you're hitting right now. It's not towards the person who you're angry at. It's mm -hmm. towards something else. And so there are counselors and people there to help you. And, um, you know, I probably would just tell that person or, you know, for you listening, if you're in that situation and you know that you're hurting your wife or your girlfriend, um, to understand that she deserves better than this to get yourself some help because the sooner you can get help, the sooner you can make this marriage or this relationship work because it will not stop. It'll keep on going to the next relationship and to the next one and to the next one. And not only your relationship, but now your kids are going to be doing it too. So whether you have a daughter that you're looking at right now who sees you hitting her mommy she's going to find a guy who does the same thing because that's all she knows. Or if you have a son who you're hearing playing upstairs, playing Legos, 
he is going to grow up and do the same thing that you do because that's all he knows. Mm. And he's going to do that to someone else. Yeah. Because that's all he knows. So you can stop the cycle and you can stop it right now. If you can just go get some help. And I 90% guarantee that the person that you're hurting, once you tell them that, they will be one behind you 100%. But you have to be willing to change because nobody can change you but you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I hope that it helps those that are listening that maybe you know what's going on behind the scenes. Other people may not know. Um, and this may even be your way of acknowledging that what you are doing is wrong, but you just don't really know what to do. Um, I hope that hearing this will cause you to, to, to make a change in your life for the better, for you, for your family, um, and, and for your loved one. Tina, what would you tell children who are seeing their parent being abused? Oh, <laughs> um, this is not your fault. Mm. This is not what you're supposed to do, but there's always help. Talk to somebody that you trust. Tell your mommy that you love her. Um, tell your daddy that you love him. But just remember that this is not your fault. Mm -hmm. That this has nothing to do with you. It's not because you broke the thing or it's not because you're crying too much. It's not because you're aggravating them. It's not because you got bad grades. It's not, you know, any of those things that it's not your fault. Yeah. And finally, um, especially with a lot of things being on lockdown and quarantine, um, I'm sure there are people that are experiencing it now but have no way out. What would you tell someone who, who is experiencing domestic violence? Oh, man. That's a tough one because it's hard. Yeah. Because there are so many different um, situations. situations. You mm -hmm. know, you may have the guy who watches your phone and checks your emails and checks your computer. Yeah. And, you know, no, yeah. you can't go nowhere without him knowing you, you know, knowing where you're at. You can't pee without him knowing how many seconds it takes you in the pee, you know, in the bathroom. Yeah. I would like to tell, talk to those people who have a friend. Okay. Who you know, either they have told you, my husband has hit me, or you have seen it, or you have a huge, huge hunch that your friend is going through this and mm -hmm. she still hasn't said nothing to you. Please do not judge her for staying yeah do not stop being her friend because she stayed mm -hmm. please do not question her let her tell you you know yes you can be protective of your friend because of course that's what everybody wants but having somebody tell you you deserve better than this you need to leave because they're not in that situation you're not in her situation. You don't know what she's going through. Mm -hmm. So just be there for her. I lost so many friends because I would tell them this, this, and that. And I, you know, I would leave for two days and I would go back and, you know, I'd do it again and go back and do it again and let him back. 
And they were like, Tina, I can't handle this no more. I can't do this no more. And they would, I, I, they would literally stop being friends with me because of it. Wow. And so I felt like I didn't want to tell anybody anymore. Okay. I, I didn't want to tell people what's going on behind closed doors. Because they're not going to be judging my decisions yeah, from here on out. They're going to judge. Got you know, um, you know, or, you know, I have a best friend um, back home who has been there for 15 years for, with me. Wow. He still came to the house. Hey, how you doing? She never judged him either um, because she knew. Yeah. She said, I love you. You're my best friend. But I'm also not going to judge you because if you judge that, that guy when you go over there, you give him hell, you look at him wrong, you um, say something to him, yeah. it goes back to her. Exactly. Exactly. It goes back to her. You're not going to see it. You're not going to get it. But she is. And she will stop telling you things. So don't judge and don't judge him. Um, there's so many things that you can do to help this kind of relationship. But the biggest thing is to let them tell you. Okay. If they help, let them tell you. Okay. And listen, sometimes that's all I needed was somebody to sit there and listen because yeah. I did think for a very long time that it was my fault. I thought it was because I wasn't skinny enough that he cheated on me. Mm -hmm. I thought it was because I did this because that's why he hit me. You know, what am I doing wrong yeah. for the longest time? And it wasn't me. It was him. Wow. I am so, Wow. I'm just so overwhelmed with emotion just on the, on the things that you've shared. And again, I really appreciate your willingness to share this story and to share this experience outside of your, your friend group. I know it, well, I don't know. I can only imagine um, how much it takes out of you to even share this and to, you know, revisit it enough to try to help someone else. Yeah. So thank you again for being open and sharing with me and the listeners your story. And I have no doubt that it's going to help a lot of people. Um, so thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you guys for listening. And for those women out there who are listening, stay strong and stay positive. And please know that this life is worth fighting for. There's other people out there for you. Your kids need you and your family and friends need you. Um, please do not think that suicide is the right answer because it is not. Um, although I know I've been there in that dark place where you just want to get rid of the pain. He won't even care if I'm gone type of thing. Mm -hmm. But please know and take it from me who 18 months ago, I was in the same place because of so much that has happened. And now I have a morning talk show. I am a sought after speaker. I have a number one best-selling book. My kids are so proud of the things that I'm accomplishing. I have tons of amazing friends and tons and tons of people that I am helping change their lives because I did not take mine. Yeah. That's amazing. And again, congratulations with all the things that you have going on and just how you have overcome this 
horrible experience um, and have found a way to help others, but also to find fulfillment for yourself. Yeah. So, so congratulations. Uh, where can people stay connected with you? Um, you can go to my website, thegratitudespecialist.com. Um, there you can schedule in time to talk to me, to chat. You can buy the gratitude journal to help you get through those dark times. Um, or you can follow me on Facebook. It's Tina Torres, the gratitude specialist. Um, I have a personal page and a business page. I'm on all social media platforms underneath the gratitude specialist. Um, I try to keep everything positive and uplifting um, to give you that bright start to your day every single day to keep you uplifted, to keep you in that positive state of mind. Um, so there's no negative things on there at all. Um, but I'm also very real and I'm very authentic and I tell you how it is. Um, I go live all the time. So if you ever want to chat, please, please definitely reach out. Um, and if there's anything that I can do to you, for you or any of your listeners out there, just let me know. I'm here to help. Um, and just know to always have an attitude of gratitude. Did you enjoy this episode? If you haven't already, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and our new YouTube channel with video interviews premiering in season three. I'd also love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing MSE Podcasts Conversation Starters Deck, available for purchase at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and YouTube now. Hope to hear from you soon.